She's a best-selling author and life coach, obsessed with helping women to silence their insecurities, build healthy boundaries, and fearlessly pursue the life and career of their dreams. Join her as she provides you with strategies and real-life tips to create your best life. Welcome to Fearless Fridays with Marianne. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Fearless Fridays with Marianne. This is a special segment of Meet the Authors, and today I have an amazing woman with me all the way from the UK. So let's just jump right in. Hello, how are you? Hello, hello, Marianne. I'm very well, thank you. So ah, you're welcome. So let's get started. Tell us your name and a little bit about you. Okay, so my name is Marcia, Marcia Hilton. And I, I am a coach. Um, I support women who have been through toxic relationships and I help them to break free from those patterns and help them to create healthier new relationships. So my background is actually a health background. So I am a health professional, um, I'm a nurse and a physician assistant, I think we call it in the States, we call it associates here. I'm also a mom. So I have three young men, three kings as I call them, and five grandchildren. So wow. <laughs> and that's awesome. I didn't know that about you. I didn't know that you had kids and grandkids. Yeah. <laughs> awesome, awesome. So when it comes to Marcia, how would you describe yourself in one word? Resilient. Mm. Why would you pick resilient? Ah. Uh, because sometimes I actually feel like um, a phoenix just rising out of the ashes at times and having to, it feels like there's been many parts of my life and my life journey where I've had to just rebuild, recreate. I feel like I've had lots of rebirths yeah, yeah. in some ways throughout my, my life. Yeah. <laughs> so what would you say has been your biggest failure and what lesson did you learn from it? Okay, um, it's interesting that you use the word failure because I've kind of tried to reframe that a little bit for me. So um, I wouldn't necessarily look at them as failures, but I, what I would say is, because I think that's that's kind of what sh what's shaped me, what I would say is the biggest challenge then, you know, that didn't work so well for me, I think would be um, in terms of, relationships I think that's the biggest challenge that I have had you know forming relationships that are, are lasting that actually are authentic and pure that's been I think my biggest challenge yeah and what have you learned about yourself during that challenge what I've learned about myself is the importance of being your authentic self the importance of being true to who you are. Um, I think one of the biggest things I learned was I needed to understand who I was, who I am, and that was something that I hadn't done. I think it was more about serving the other person um, rather than actually having my needs met. And I think that's the thing. Sometimes we don't, I didn't look to having my needs met. I was always trying to meet with people's needs and moving myself yeah. falling short yeah that's so true we sometimes especially in relationships we let yeah. ourselves go because we make the other personal priority absolutely and that's that was that was it for me i 
can do it. If you could go back in time and give your 18-year-old self a piece of advice, what advice would you give yourself? The advice I think that I would give myself would be, it's actually okay to say no. It's okay to look after yourself and protect your boundaries, have your boundaries. There's, no, there's absolutely nothing wrong in saying no and being true to yourself. Because oftentimes when you say no, people are generally are okay with it. Yeah, I recently read, I think, I don't know if I read it or if I heard someone speaking and they said that no is a complete sentence. You don't have to add anything to it. It's just no. Absolutely. Yeah. I remember the first, I remember one occasion when I would put myself in a situation and I was absolutely so annoyed with myself for saying yes. And I needed to tell this person, actually, I don't want to do it. And I remember picking up the phone and shaking. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to have to tell this person I don't want to do. I'll go wherever it was they were wanting me to go. And I remember saying, I'm not coming. I'm not doing this. And this asked this, why? And I was like shaking. And I remember saying, because I don't want to. Oh. And I remember as I was saying it, I don't want to. I li it literally felt like a weight had lifted off my shoulder. And it was so free. And the other person just said, okay, it was all right. And I think that, you know, the word just has this fear attached to it that people are going to reject us, people are going to abandon us, you know, and so many things. And when we tell, when we tell other people, yes, we're telling ourselves no for something because, you know, I think it was something that you truly want to do and you say yes. There shouldn't be a heaviness to it. Absolutely. I so agree with that. And I think a lot of us fall into that into that trap, especially as women. Because there's the whole thing around the sort of the woman being the nurturer, the woman looking after everyone, you know, those kind of um you know labels then, if you like. Yeah. Yeah. And so there was this almost like a um an expectation that we would just agree to everything and, and help everyone and you know, save the world. <laughs> right. <laughs> so when it comes to self-care, how do you take care of yourself? Okay. So this, it used to be, I'm going to say, it, my self-care used to be about, you know, taking the hot baths and, you know, relaxing and, and all of that. Um, but I've realized it's more than that. I've learned along the way that it's self-care is so much more those are all wonderful things to do, and and I love to do that. But it was also about taking self-care to the next level. So for me, it wasn't just about it was it was it was about putting self-care into every context of my life. Mm. And this is something that I am still working on. One of them is actually you know having context of self-care with, with with family, with friends. And it might be about having those boundaries in place that is part of my self-care. It's about looking at, you know, other aspects like work, you know, what did, did when did I need to step away from that, which I did? That for me was part of my self-care. So it's about having, looking at everything as a whole and looking at how you yourself 
being true to you, what is, you know, being your authentic self, going to work, you know, doing the 95, for example, soul destroying, that's not self-care. Right. When you have anxiety, depression, because of these things that you're doing that are contributing to that, that's not self-care. So for me, it was about removing myself from that. I mean, but I had no clue what how things were going to go, but right. it out that relief, you know? Yeah, that's, yeah. That's, so good. that's so good. If money was not a factor, what would you do with your time? If money was not a factor, I would be touring the world. I would be taking my children with me. I love the one thing that I would love to do more of is to, to travel um, and to have my grandkids with me, to, to have that time with them to explore, to show them that. You know the world is bigger than the UK. You know, um, and just to have those, those, you know, making those memories and leaving those kind of legacies for for my grandchildren. And travel is is one aspect of it, and I'd love to do that. Do you have a, a place that it's like on your bucket list that you have not done or that you haven't gone to that you dream about going to? Yeah, I I would love to go to um, the Dominican Republic. I've never been. I've always wanted to go there. And the other place that I would really love to go is actually Israel. Ooh, okay. To visit Israel. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little bit of a connection to that. <laughs> what, is your, what is the most favorite thing about yourself and why? <sighs> the most favorite thing about myself is that I am not. I'm the kind of person that you know. It's feel, feel the fear and do it anyway. That's 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 me. Um, and by that I mean not necessarily doing stuff, but it's 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 about looking at myself. I'm not afraid to go to those shadow parts of who I am. Always wanting to understand why I behave the way that I do. Um, and I think that's that's a good thing for me. Um, I like to. To understand myself more. I like that. I like that. Where do you see yourself in five years? In five years, what I would okay. In five years, I see myself not living in the UK. Seeing myself living, it could be somewhere in the Caribbean. This is where my, my background is. Is Jamaican. My parents are Jamaican. To be able to be on a on a somewhere warm where i can see the sea every window <laughs> i can see the sea i like that yeah to be able to run my business from where i am to be able to have my friends and my family with me to see the women that i'm working with to see their transformation to be able to just do that i mean it's you know, to just be able to serve them in a much more richer and more fulfilling way. That's where I see myself in five years' time. Oh, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. And I can't wait to come visit you in the UK first and then Jamaica. Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> what makes you passionate and gets you motivated? Injustice. Injustice. That gets me really, really passionate. I am so... Um, it, it just hurts me when I see inequity 
in whatever form that might take. I mean, I come from a health background. I see that um, in the workplace. I see that with with patients, with patients of colour, um, women, you know, that kind of thing. Um, and even in relationships as well, the work that I'm doing, when you see the sort of inequity and the injustice, and you just want to turn it around for, for, for women, you know, for them to be able to step out of that and to step into the greatness that is them. That's my passion. Yeah. I love that. I love that. So shifting gears a little bit, why did you decide to join this anthology project? Right. Because I, I decided to, to kind of join it. It was something when I saw, saw you, I just felt really drawn. It just felt right. It felt right. Because um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say this, you know, people have asked me over the years, and I've kind of said, yeah, yeah, and didn't it? But there was something about this particular project, and I felt this was a beautiful way for me to be able to share a bit of me, yeah. a bit of just a, you know, a, a little bit of me, and if that can impact someone else. To, you know, to shift in one small way, just a, par a little bit of a paradigm shift for someone, then, you know, for me, then that's that's been worth it. And just the community as well, that there, there are, you know, contributing to this, it's, it's really, yeah, it's a real blessing. And I'm so, so grateful to be part of this. So, yeah. Oh, you're welcome. And I'm super <laughs> glad to have you be with us. Um, what is one key takeaway from your chapter that you want our readers to capture? Okay. The one thing that I would love them to capture is this, is that no matter what has happened, see, there is, a gold, there is gold in that trauma. There is gold in your pain. You may not be exactly the same as you step out of that into something new. Scars will be there, but they do, you know, they show your, your growth. They show your growth. They show your journey. And for me, that's important. It's like, it's almost like your, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Your stripes of honor. Mm. You know? And it's, you're knowing that you can rise above it. You'll never be the same again, but you'll be better. Oh, I love that. I love that. Without telling us the story behind your chapter, use three words to describe your chapter. Um, painful is one. Um, inspiring. And Affirming. Yeah. I love that. Was it difficult to write your chapter? And if it was difficult, how did you get past the emotions and the feelings to continue writing? I, it, it was it was difficult. There were so many different um, things that I could have written about. But it was, I, I chose this particular theme because it it was I didn't want to kind of stay in the pain of it I wanted to kind of 
show some of that, but also show the movement to something better, that movement towards healing. Um, so that's that's why I chose that particular angle. <laughs> I love that one. Now that you have written a chapter in a book, do you do you feel that you will ever write a solo book? And expand more on the story. That would be lovely to do. That would be something that I would really inspire, aspire to do. Absolutely. Yeah. For real. <laughs> I'm very big on celebration, you know, whether it's something, you know, when you've accomplished something, whether it's something big or something small. So once we're done with this project, how do you plan on celebrating? I'm going dancing. Yes. I love music. <laughs> I am going to a party. I love to do that. But also, I want to be able to, yeah, I'm going to do that, celebrate with my family as well here, um, and with my grandkids, you know, really make, you know, make a big deal of that. Um, because that, for me, is also about leaving a legacy for my for my granddaughter. I've got one granddaughter, the rest are all grandsons. Yeah. And in particular, you know, for me is, um, is huge. So to be able to celebrate with my family, because they've seen where I've been and, and where I am now, and to be able to share that that with them would be, yeah, icing That's on beautiful. the cake. That's beautiful. What has been the big, the best advice you have ever received? Um, the best advice that I have ever received. Um. Run? Normally joking. <laughs> no, I think the, the best advice I have ever received actually has been about being true to myself, mm, and yeah. that for me has been really. It was a hard thing because I, you know, at the time when it was said to me, I didn't even know what that would even look like for me. What did that even mean? I didn't even know who I even was, you know. So it was, so that I think was was the catalyst really for me to to do the work. Who was I, you know? Um, what did I even like, you know? And it was it was like I had to peel back some of those layers to find that person that I remember as a child, who was creative, used to love to write actually, used to love to dance and sing and. You know, be really silly and all of those things. You know, be really creative with abstract art. I had forgotten all of that. Um, so it was really about finding myself again. And um, yeah, so that was, that, I think that was key. Yeah. That's beautiful. What has been your biggest accomplishment? My biggest accomplishment has actually been, and it's, it's actually related to, to, my, my work as a as a physician associate as we call it here actually been the very first black woman to have trained in the uk as a physician associate for me that was my biggest achievement and the reason for that is it's about being a role model for other women of color other people of color you know that you know they can be pioneers i mean i never set out to do that it wasn't the the thing you know it was i was just going to do the training right. you know and I back in 2010 so i qualified in 2010 
And as time has gone on, you know, especially the past two, two to three years with the COVID, with the whole um, George Floyd and the Black Lives Matter movement and all of that, that came to the fore. And it, for me, it, it was a very proud moment when I realised that that's what it, what it is for me. And to be able to be that lamp, be that light to say, come on, you can, if I can do it, you can too. So being a model. That's awesome. I love that. So as we get ready to wrap up, where can our uh, listeners and our viewers learn more about you and connect with you and purchase a copy of the book? Okay. Right. So you can learn more about me. I do have a website called Life Inspired Wellness. So it's lifeinspiredwellness.com. You can also find me on LinkedIn, the Marcy Hilton. I'm also on Facebook. Marcy Hilton Transformational Coach, you'll find me there as well. And you'll be able to purchase, I think, purchase the book on, on the website, but also through yourself. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you so much. It's been an absolute pleasure. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to another episode of Meet the Authors. I hope that you enjoyed the conversation with Marcia and make sure that you connect with her and purchase a copy of the book. And as always, remember, you are fearless, you're fabulous, you are a priority, and you matter. See you next time with another author. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope that you found this episode inspiring and motivating. Don't forget to leave a comment so you can win a fabulous prize at the end of the month you can leave a review on itunes or you can head over to youtube or my fearless living coach page on facebook if you are an android user and as always remember you are fearless you are fabulous you are a priority and you matter see you next time Hi, I'm Kelly. And I'm Kelly. The host of Getting Real with Bossy, the real, raw, and honest podcast about small business ownership. We created Bossy to be a safe place to ask the hard questions and to get support that's necessary. With our experience, nine businesses in over 25 years, we continue to bear it all and share what we wish we had known. We move past the must-be-nices and start getting real. Come along as we interview small business owners and get the true story. Leave with another tool for the next time you feel alone on this journey. Business ownership leads to unexpected knowledge. What are you an expert at? Tell us at Getting Real with Bossy and subscribe today.